frequency of heaven I want to be on the frequency of Christ. Well, hello, this is Pastor Caleb. Welcome to the Frequency of Heaven podcast. This is Tuesday, February 14th, and it's Valentine's Day. It's the day of love, and I have a treat for you. I'm out here in Baser, Kansas, at the home of Steve and Pam Hefley. And I've been wanting to do this for a while. I've been wanting to have some folks on. And I really, I've been just asking people, tell me some of your cool God stories. Uh, And this is why, this is why it says in Revelation 12 that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. I, most of us have probably heard someone else's testimony and it really impacted us. It encouraged us. Because yes, it's awesome. We need to read the Bible. We need these Jesus stories. But then you hear someone you know who actually went through something. God showed up and got them through. It is so personal. It's so powerful. And it gives us hope. But here's part of the reason. And I was telling Steve and Pam. Go ahead and say hi. Hi. <laughs> hi, everybody. So you, they know you're here with me. Um, but we... Um, I was sitting at Storehouse uh, when I first moved here, and I was talking to one couple over the Storehouse lunch in in the CAC after we'd packaged everything up and delivered them to the cars. And there was a couple I was talking to, and they they were telling me a story. Um, Julie and Terry, Marvin, were telling me a story. And it was a really cool story, and it was very fast. I was very interested. But I noticed there were people around them who had never heard that story before. And it just made me think, as I look out there on Sunday morning at Stony Point Christian Church, how many stories are sitting out there? Well, yeah, I have stories and I have scripture, but how powerful would it be somehow, some way to have a, a medium, a podcast, where we can get some of these stories and people can share. Now, you guys, I feel like, even in preparing for this, God's maybe been encouraging a little bit, even writing things down. So this, you guys have told me a bunch of stories. So I'm going to turn you guys loose. I just want you to tell me some of your cool God stories. And you, Steve, were just sharing about how God got a hold of you through Promise Keeper. So, so how old were you when this, when, set, set this up a little bit? Good, good question, because I'd been involved in the church. Pam and I had been married since 81, and we'd been going to church all the time. I was even an elder at Sunset Hills. Okay. But looking back now, it was it was a very surface relationship. It was yeah. I, the, the depth wasn't there in my yeah. soul. It was not there. I was busy with work. We had five children. <laughs> Pammy was working at, at the bowling alley with me and mm. taking care of kids, and we're running it all the time, and uh, things are crazy. And uh, and then in, in, a, in 1991, my father passed away, which oh, wow. was a huge jolt to yeah. us because... The businesses were built in by him, and I was put in charge of running the businesses. And Pammy was, uh, she was my rock being right there for me, but all, we, we knew that was going to, big things were going to change. And I got so busy. Yeah. So guys at my church, uh, we were at Sunset Hills at the time, and, and over on Leavenworth Road, and they started telling me, this is in the early 93s, but, they were saying there is a, a movement called Promise Keepers. So you'd started. never heard of it. At I'd that never time. heard of it. That's what they when they were <laughs> quote, quoting me. They said Promise Keepers. What's that? You know <laughs> that sounds dorky. Just talking. You know <laughs> saying the name and but I thought 
okay, well, you guys have a good time. And they were going to go to Colorado, to Boulder, Colorado, and there was going to be a leadership conference and an event, a weekend event, which they became famous for later on. And and I kept dragging my feet. Now, I will say this about my wife. She pushed me to go. Oh, cool. She was saying, you need to do this. You wanted a weekend alone, right, Pam? Is that what... <laughs> yeah, with all the kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, wouldn't be alone, would I? I guess that would no, be. No, <laughs> she wasn't alone. God bless her. But... I maybe she could sense that he's yeah. he's getting stressed out with work. It's everything's work, nothing else and yeah. stuff. And and uh, she doesn't like me using my hands when I talk. <laughs> and that, but so I finally, at some point, reneged. I finally said, "Okay, I'll go. I'll go." It was a week. They were asking mm-hmm. for a week of my time, and I just didn't think I had a week of time to give yeah. to this church or God or anybody else. I was too busy, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I went to Promise Keepers. And it was the most eventful week of my life wow. to this day. Wow. It connected me in a way. I had, I had never heard the passion. I'd, we had fantastic speakers. Yeah. We had people, um, and maybe some of these names are old now, but like Chuck Swindoll. We had Tony, oh, yeah. Tony Evans, John Maxwell. We had just dynamic Howard Hendricks. I oh there's just a list of them, yeah. and I listened to these guys. Uh, uh, I I watched Chuck Swindoll came in to speak in that stadium full of it was fifty thousand men in the stadium, and Chuck came in on a motorcycle with a bunch of uh, uh, what do they call angels, uh, bikers for oh, the hell's for Jesus. angels? Or, no, it was bikers for Jesus. Bikers for Jesus. <laughs> and they came in on these Harleys and stuff, and he got up on his leather coat, and he says, I bet your pastor never showed up at church like <laughs> your church. But but that was just, the messages were just, I remember crying. Mm-hmm. I never had cried at like stuff like that. And not even to mention the worship, the powerful worship. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, the music. I bought all this, so I still have all those CDs over here in the cabinet. I just the music just impacted me so much, wow. and I said, and uh, but the first event I, we'd spent the week, and the guys, we knew it was a changing event. We knew it was, yeah. And we came home, and one of the speakers had challenged us that you go home and reconnect with your spouse and reconnect with your church and, wow. in a way you've never done before. So I came home to my wife that night. And I think she pointed out I woke her up that night when I got home. It was late. And I had a bowl of water and a towel, and I, I washed her feet. Wow. And I meant it in every sense that Jesus meant it the night he washed the disciples' yeah. feet. I was committing to her. I was... And I told her, I I know I, I haven't I don't didn't think I'd been a horrible person, wasn't a but I knew I could do a lot better. And what did I, you think, Pam? When this happened, Pam, what were you thinking? I was thinking, what are you doing? <laughs> right. It ha- I get it. <laughs> um But you started crying too at one point. It was quite touching because I had not had anybody care that much before. Yeah. About anything. Yeah. I've I've had my feet washed a few times. It is kind of like this very vulnerable thing where you're letting someone touch your feet, and it's it's very intimate, and it's you know you can't help but feel like they're they're really serving me. So I don't know what all was going on in your heart, but right. it's beautiful. And it, but it was it was it's the act of trying to 
go beyond what you can say with words. You yeah. want to show them that I am, I'm here yeah. and I will always be here for you. And I kind of rededicated myself. Now, at that point, we didn't know we were entering a time frame that Pammy was diagnosed with MS. Oh, wow. This is within the year. All this is wow. transpiring. And we had no idea of what we were getting ready to the battles, the, the physical battle that was getting ready to come because we had five children. We were, uh, we just built a new house. Whoa. We had, uh, I was so busy and it, there were so many things. And she was working the bowling, she was working the business too and raising the five kids and getting them to all their events and stuff. We knew we had one getting ready to enter college the next year. We knew all that was, and all these kids that were going to go to college, we knew that that was our plan. And we, whatever it took, we were going to make that happen. And, and it did. And it did. Praise God. But it was, it was such a, now that I look back, it was like God was preparing me. Yeah. He was preparing me for what was to come. And, and, and it's almost like you want to serve, okay? We're going to see how much you want to serve, yeah. and and in a good way. I mean that very positively. And uh, and I I I couldn't have got through it without that change of heart at that point. And again, I'm not saying I didn't believe in Jesus before then. I did. I was an elder in my church, but the passion wasn't there. Yeah. The the wanting to serve, the wanting to serve others. And definitely the wanting to serve her in a way she needed to be served and stuff. And, uh, and yeah, it was a changing moment for me, for sure. And she knows it's, I still feel that way. I have all the books still. still. <laughs> and uh, we had groups started at church, and we did all of those things. My, my only regret is the Promise Keeper movement, uh, not only with our group, but with churches, it kind of died. It, it, there wasn't enough... I don't know how to, I don't know what it was lacking, mm-hmm. but it didn't, uh, there's, we still have guys that remember it a lot. I, mm-hmm. We have a group, uh, Craig still meets oh, with a group right. on Tuesdays. They still call it Promise Keepers because that's when it started. That's how yeah. long it's been going and stuff. And uh, Well, one thing I noticed about both of you, and when I was praying just a minute ago, I kind of prayed this, but I, I really do feel like, you guys, it, actually, something I learned from John C. Maxwell. I, I didn't ever hear him speak live, but one of the things, he has a uh, something my, my pastor gave me when I was a, uh, probably 12, 13 years old, 10 Principles That Guide My Life by John C. Maxwell. And one of the 10 was, your attitude determines your altitude. And when I, I remember that, be, I remember you remember that John scene. C. Maxwell I remember said that, yes. <laughs> and uh, I just, you guys' attitude has always impressed me. I've only known you 14 months, but it sounds to me a little bit like this Promise Keeper thing lit a fire in you. I don't know how it exactly changed your attitude, but it, it, it affected you and it lit a fire in you. So now tell me, you, you go into this whole thing where Pam is diagnosed with MS. Tell me about that. Where? How did you see God move? I know it had to be totally scary at first. Okay. Do you want to start with that? No. Or you, want me, you want me to start? You, you chime in because you were obviously the focus. Uh, we we had this is a similar time frame, and I'm trying. I was trying to write it down before you got here. It is right in the same time within the year. Wow. 
she started having symptoms of numbness. She, mm-hmm. she was, half of her body would go numb. Like you could oh, draw a line down wow. the middle of her. The left half side was numb. The right side wasn't. And they would take a needle and start stitching st- me yeah. and say, tell you me when that? you feel it. Are you kidding me? She wow. was going numb. And then she started getting a drop foot. The drop foot came to, and her left foot, she couldn't lift it up. Okay. It, and so they knew something was going on, so they started running all these tests from the spinal taps to the MRIs, the CAT scans, the blood work. Uh, goodness, we there was every kind of test. She ever she had them all. She had them wow. all. And, uh, and they finally, it was, it was December of... 93. The seniors were having their senior party <laughs> and, at the bowl. And they called to tell you, right? They, they oh, called, really? The doctor called me to the phone to yeah. tell me. You remember the time and where oh, you exactly. were because of this phone call. I remember because I was at, I remember going to the door. Friends were coming. It was a Monday night. This is... No, it wasn't Monday. It was the next. I remember Vernon and Janet, I was telling them about it too. Because we were devastated. Uh, we, we, we were, it, it was scary. You know, yeah. we didn't know. We had five children. We had a new house we just oh, wow. built. We just, and and she was working. That was part of the, yet to pay for it all. And, and uh, we thought, how is this going to ha- work? How is this going to, yeah. and I think. Looking down the road at that time, it was, I need to get my kids through school yeah. before anything makes it where I can't go anywhere, do anything. Because she was starting to limp already. She was, and I remember her saying, "Well, we just moved into this two-story house. All the bedrooms steps. are all the bedrooms Whoa. are on the upper floor. All." <laughs> Do you hear that? She knows the number oh, of steps. Oh, absolutely, 14. absolutely. <laughs> and she said, "I'm not going to leave this house until our youngest is through high school." Wow. And we didn't. Attitude. <laughs> and we actually we that. sold that house like three months after he graduated. Wow. That's and we she that was our goal. And physically, we could have should have done it several years earlier, probably. But I couldn't convince her that she had made that. I'm going to fight this and we're going to my kids. And I remember the night they introduced our youngest on the football field that night. She says, "I'm going to walk across that field." Wow! And she did. Don't you let me fall. It took her, it <laughs> took her a while, but she walked across the field. And uh, but it, just things like that. It was like set goals, and she just kept yeah. doing it. What I hear often, even today, is, "I got you, mom. I got you. <laughs> I got you, mom." And. Uh, and, or the other thing it's you beautiful. hear, people will come up to her and say, well, you look really good. It's like they expect her to look sick, you know, yeah. and and MS is in it, it's inside. It's I, She's still beautiful. I always will say that and stuff. It's Valentine's Day. You're my Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> but... Pam yeah. is wearing shirts with hearts on it, by the way. It's yes, just she, beautiful. Yes, I am. It's, it's she, perfect. She, but, yeah, <laughs> so that was... Began that, and she she's had MS now for what we figured thirty some years the wow. other day, and she's still walking with a cane. I think her doctor's even surprised she's still walking with a cane, wow. and and uh, and her doctor told us the other day she doesn't think she'll get any worse. Wow. She thinks it's stabilized. That's now awesome. she thinks the bad news That's is awesome. you're getting older too, though, mm-hmm. and there'll be things that'll happen because of your age now mm-hmm. too, and. Uh, 
but I'm just so grateful because we, you know, we have, we have people all the time tell us, don't we, that oh, you poor thing, you. Uh, we think we we have had a great life. God has blessed us so much, and we have twelve grandchildren. I have played on the floor with each one. <laughs> all of twelve them. of them. Yep. And cutting back up yep. just fine. We have been so blessed, and I wouldn't change a thing and stuff. And because I, I do think. The MS drew us closer to each other too, and we were close. We we were in love, like most couples are and stuff. But no, there's a closest that we didn't have before, yeah. and it's closer now. And uh, and Maybe and I'm not pay attention more. I do pay attention more. I try. I work at that. I have to work at that because I don't think guys normally work at paying attention. <laughs> I think guys Confession, are most yes. aren't guys are selfish. <laughs> a little bit selfish yeah, to us. Yeah. We have that kind of built into us and. Our wives are who kind of keep us on grounded, yeah. and but I think it's given me the opportunity to. I've learned to be better. Now I'm not mm-hmm. going to tell you I always work. It doesn't always. Yeah, I screw up still, just like everybody else does. I do, and uh, but uh, it's that part of it I wouldn't change because we wouldn't have been as close. And uh, you know, when I hear you guys talk about this, I, I just kind of popped into my head. But just knowing you and hearing you over the last like I said, 14 months, you do have this beautiful way of counting your blessings. And I think maybe that's part of your strength. I know you don't do it all the time, but I know that when I've talked with you, it's, it, you're, you're very thankful. I know, Steve, you, you and I have been hanging out when something was going on with one of your kids and then there was breakthrough and you could just, you know, you were counting your blessings, naming them one by one, like the old hymn says, count your many blessings, see what God has done. And I think maybe that's part of the whole attitude thing with you guys is you're able to, to go back to that thing where you're being thankful. And um, this whole podcast, of course, is called The Frequency of Heaven. But I definitely think as we, as, as believers, are trying to have that attitude of gratitude and being thankful, it makes it so much easier for us to kind of hear what God is saying. It kind of keeps our head up and allows him to kind of direct and steer and nudge us in the directions he wants it to go. Now you were telling me about something else, that another medical issue that happened that honestly, as I hear about it, was super, super dramatic and, and life-threatening. And in, in some ways, is it might not even be wrong to say we're lucky to have you here, Steve. Tell me about about this other medical the, uh, thing that happened. The heart thing, I yeah. assume. That one, uh, yeah, that was crazy. Uh, that was a, It was two years ago this month, actually. It was wow. two years ago, February the 24th. And, uh, I had just ridden my stationary bike back here, which I was doing at the time to kind of keep in shape a little bit for someone my age. And I just got up with stabbing, tremendous pain, just... I knew something was really bad, and I stumbled in here and stumbled to the couch and yelled for Pammy. I said, call an ambulance. I knew it was serious. I knew yeah. something was bad. And uh, and and I said, no, he said, call an ambulance, then call our daughter. Well, she was a nurse. She, yeah. And she lives so, just right over the hill here and stuff. So I did call him, and... They came really quick. And, the, of course, those guys try to stabilize, you know, try to yeah. do what they can. Like, they carry me out on a stretcher, which the neighborhood out here probably assumed it was Pam going out. That's what we moved here 
to help her, and I'm the one they're carrying out on the stretcher, which the irony is kind of dripping there anyway. But uh, <laughs> I and, think she, I think she treasures the fact that you know she was not she was the not one the one carried out. out. I was the one taken on the stretcher, and they took me to Providence, which was the closest hospital. The Providence people, by the way, treated me very good. Now I'll say I'll start this, but she'll have to because I was out of it oh, most yeah. of the time. But I got there, and they did a CT scan. I remember that I was in dreadful pain the whole time, and they were giving me morphine, morphine at that point. So now that gets a little cloudier and stuff, <laughs> and and because I didn't even realize when the family started showing up because they did start showing up the kids and and but they just I remember them telling me this is you have a aortic dissection happening which means your aorta is splitting whoa and they said we can't fix that here we've got to find somewhere for you to go they you have to have a certain type of surgeon and a certain type and they didn't have that there now you can tell so they're calling this hospital they're calling this hospital and no one is responding finally our daughter said I work for some of the finest attorneys this city has. You find my daddy some help. And by the way, she was crying as she was saying. I mean, it was... Yeah. And Desperate times, desperate, desperate measures. Yes. Desperate, because <laughs> that's not Corey. That's not who no, she is. No, she's not stuff, like that. But, and they finally did say, KU will take you. And they turned to me as... That next ambulance is going to take him and tell me, you might want to tell him goodbye because we Whoa. don't think he'll make it Whoa. to KU. What was that like? That's got to be terrifying. What I said was, I don't know how to do that. The And, and the kids, yeah, the kids were all there by then and the stuff. The kids and, followed the ambulance. That they Well, two of them had not seen you, but they knew that you must be in that. Yeah, they just followed the ambulance and... I I have bleep, just a couple of recollections on the ambulance. I can't even tell you where I was. I just remember thinking I'm moving, and I, and but so, I had so much morphine in me at that time. I they were trying to keep me out of pain and stuff. I did not know how serious it was at that point. The kids and, and they her took him straight to surgery, and they come to talk to us, and they say one of you can stay. But the rest of you need to go. How do you choose yeah. which one can stay? Wow. Well, this is, you know, it, we were in wow. COVID, COVID protocols oh, and stuff, all that gosh, stuff. It was all still that. the COVID stuff. That's why they were wanting okay. them not to stay. And well, that didn't run anybody off, by the way, from what I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you just move from one waiting room to another. <laughs> you just keep moving around. They, they keep moving. They, Nobody said I have word. to say this about the doctor. Dr. Zorn at KU, he had just finished a seven-hour surgery Whoa. and took me in. And our, mine was over seven hours, too, and stuff. And God puts the right people in the right place at the right time. Definitely. And I, to this day, I the people at KU were just... So good to me. I just those nurses make me. It makes me cry just thinking about those nurses. How well they took care of me, and uh, yeah, it was it was. It's a humbling thing because you realized how, gosh, this this body's yeah. You know, when it's no time, visitors. 
he could see one person a day, and it had to be the same person. I was in ICU for almost not a week, a little less than a week, but uh, but I was. Oh. When you came out of surgery, what, what was were they optimistic? Were they like this? See, we're good to go. To, I don't or, know that, Pammy. I, um, well, he had coded as they brought him out of surgery. Yeah, that's right. I coded in the, the in the recovery, recovery room. room. Wow. So, okay, they said he made it through the night, so, and uh, we're just going to watch him. Yeah. So one of the kids and I went to see him the next day. Now, that's allowed because they were transporting me in a chair, so... I could have uh. a pusher. <laughs> yeah. So two of us could go see him. Okay. And they they told their daddy, Daddy, you look so good. They were lying. Seriously, they were lying. <laughs> I looked horrible. He it's says, not a lie. It's just a slight fudge because well, you so, love somebody. <laughs> well, what they said is, you're alive. You well, look good. Yo, Me- yeah, Megan's, yeah. Megan's is dead. You look better than dead, and that was what you looked better than, and uh, and I, that I I understood that I yeah. They, but they they'd put a valve in my heart. They'd they'd had to. They were worried about how long blood had been interrupted to my brain. They were oh yeah. They didn't. I forgot the term that I should know the terms by now. But they went. They wanted to watch to see if I had any memory issues. They wanted. I'm still having eye issues. I still have blurriness come suddenly, and I'm still having that, but not as often now and stuff. But, uh, and that's all. They really don't know. They fix the dissection to a point, but it's dissected all the way down, and they did not fix it all. It's yeah. still, and they said, you know, chances are that'll, it's, you're good for four or five years. They may have to fix this again someday. But they'd have to open me totally up to fix it, and that's why they didn't want to do it that yeah. day and stuff. I, and think, I heard this after the fact. And I stuff think and, God keeps him okay. I do too. I do too. And I'm thankful for you because I I know you and I both know. You know, I'm not saying without you, I wouldn't be here. But you were you were very pro. Hey, let's hire that Caleb guy yeah, early. I think, you know, just from my observation, yeah. I'm so glad I met you. So, yeah, it was like, that was, what, a couple of years after that, the hiring process of me. I mean, there's so many things that God has kept you here for. And, yeah. I'm going to, I'm grateful every Sunday I get to watch you preach. <laughs> and I mean that. I mean that. I, not just yeah. the fact, yeah. You know we had an amazing committee that worked on that. The, those women, I always love those gals that served on that committee with us. They were awesome. And a uh, lot of meetings. Oh yeah, a lot of meetings. <laughs> my goodness. It was like six months of. Oh I yeah, six months. But it long. was just it was. But I'm so grateful because that just you start looking at. I wouldn't have got to see this, and I wouldn't have got to see this, and and through our personal life, through all of our kids growing, and all yeah. the things that are happening. Heck, I wouldn't have got to see Mahomes win us a Super Bowl. <laughs> and and uh, Ryan told me the other day, he said, Dad, we're going to get to enjoy this guy quarterbacking for the next 15 years. And I said, well, I hope so. <laughs> There's no guarantees of that. There's and no guarantee. And you learn that. that. I mean, that's one of the things I God's learned. spoken to you. Every day's a gift. Every yeah. day is a gift. And uh, I have learned that... 
she knows I think about that more now. And that doesn't mean I'm being blurred or something, you know. I just realize, you know, God only gives us so much time. I do believe this. I'm here for a reason. There's a reason I'm still here on this earth yeah. right now. I'm totally, it changed that perspective forever. And uh, that I know I'm supposed to be doing things. I'm supposed to be doing his work. I know that. He's given me the chance to enjoy my wife, my children, my grandchildren. I mean, that's that's like icing on the cake and stuff, you know. But I'm here to help other people. And uh, maybe that's why the this I've gotten involved with the older people ministry. I really like visiting the older people yeah. of our church because I, I think I get it. I get where they're at. And I want to give them, if I can give them some comfort, because I get it. I know yeah, what that is. And uh, yeah. we've got to, to say goodbye to several people here in the last few yeah. weeks. Anna and, and Jim. Yeah. And I mean, we've just said goodbye to good people. And yet I get it. I yeah. Anna was just waiting on transportation. That's yeah. all she was waiting on. <laughs> and God bless her. And Every day's a gift. I, I'm, I'm not as afraid of dying as I was before. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not ready to go, but then again, it's not for me to say, yeah. you know, God's going to have the final uh, final say about that. But, jeez, uh, <laughs> Pamela, we're, we're pretty tight. <laughs> and there's a movie called The Notebook. I have seen it a long James time Garner, ago. And, anyway, at the end, it. the last scenes, they lay down in the bed and... She asked him, do you think our love can take us away together? And he says, I think our love can do anything. And they die <laughs> together in bed. And Pammy says, that's how I want to go. Mm. And I said, Pammy, I'm okay with that as long as you don't arrange it. <laughs> 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 but but, but there is something very sweet about that. There is, yeah. you know, a, and yet that's not how most of us will. In fact, very few people get to go that way. Yeah. You go... And then you find out, oh, what it's like. We saw our neighbors next door, 90. They've been married 74 years. And she passed away in June, and he made it till December. We knew he wouldn't make it long without her, and he didn't and stuff. And They were forever together. Yeah. They were connected. And God gives us that spouse on this earth to, to live your life through and to have children and to do all the neat things and stuff. But ultimately, though, we're put here to serve him and to, yeah, ser- and to reach people in his. And, and look. I want you to go back, Pam. Um, <clears throat> I know you guys have mentioned this before. When he comes home from the hospital from this, this surgery, uh, you're the one who, you know, was diagnosed with MS. And, uh, you know, he's supposed to be taking care of you. What, what was that like when you guys come home from the hospital that first week or two or three? <laughs> I think he had lots of people coming and going, doing things for him. The kids. Mm-hmm. And therapist. Oh, true. It was, I was trying to keep track of what's next. Yeah. Um, and you had your own, you okay, know, okay. physical My My worry about through. her at that time Pammy's worst enemy, besides heat, I've, we've shared the stress. Oh, I've heard that about him. Stress yeah. will make her just, and I mean, to the point I've seen her stay home on Sundays. Yeah. I don't want to go there. There's, they're arguing about something today, you yeah. know. And this is not since you've been here, but in the past yeah. and stuff. 
stress would just yes. paralyze her and stuff. And so I, I thought, I thought, what did I do to her? You know, I, that, I was worried about that. And yet, there's nothing I could do to help it at that time. But she was a trooper. She just he just stands me up when I need to. <laughs> yeah, he's he's pretty awesome. <laughs> You're talking about God now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't even lift my legs in bed. The, I remember the first night we came home, she had to lift my legs up in wow. bed because I couldn't lift my legs up into bed. And they had to raise the bed because it was too low and I couldn't get up out of it. And they had to raise my chairs. They put them on platforms so I could get out of the chair and stuff. And uh, and God bless her. She's just she'll do whatever it took. And she made sure I had food every night. She made sure I had, and she arranged the traffic coming and going because yeah. there were a lot of people coming and going. And well, you could, at that time they didn't even want us to go to the grocery store, mm. so our kids are doing mm. our grocery shopping. And did you guys ever sing that song? Lean on me. Uh, you know, we I mean, know that's not a good strong because you guys song. both, you, you know, before this, you're just leaning on each other. It's we have beautiful. What a Valentine's Day. We've leaned on each other throughout, <laughs> Many times. throughout Many our, times. yeah, it goes back and forth. We've had, both of us have had those occasions. Well, we talk about how many procedures he's had. <laughs> when I first met him, he would talk about this. <laughs> and I... No more. No more procedures. Well, she says that, but if they told me tomorrow I had to have one to save my life, you let me have it, right? Don't think about it. She (laughs) hesitates. No, we know she would. Yeah, but but I've I've gone through so much. Amazing how many times God's pulled me back from stuff. I just, I'm, I'm still... I know you guys have probably learned a lot about prayer, in the midst of this has was there any like lessons major lessons on prayer or any like scripture verses that kind of came up at different times throughout trust in the lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths i love that's right off your proverbs that's that's the one i i always go back to the the proverbs three five six i think it is by the way, I, I want to launch, at my age, it's harder to memorize. Uh, we, we went through that group that we were memorizing. Oh, I have a hard time memorizing things now. But isn't it something, some yeah. of those stick really yeah. good. And, uh, and oh, there's no questions. Yeah. Stuff like that gives you peace. It has to. And uh, Footprints. Yes. He's there. He's carrying you He's, when you... He carried us sometimes. There's no question he carried oh. us. I don't know how we'd have got through it without him and stuff. Uh, though some of the nights I had in the ICU were the most dreadful memories I had of that whole thing. And the ICU memories, oh my goodness. They had me on those BiPAP things, forcing me to breathe. And, and I sat there and watched a clock all night just to get through the night. And I just... I, I at that point I wasn't sure I was going to survive. I really wasn't, yeah. and it felt so bad. I hurt so bad, and yet, and yet I, the morning came, the sun came up, <laughs> and I, I told Pammy it's funny. I'd turn on the TV up there at four thirty in the morning because Channel Four had the news on the morning show, which we watch every morning, and those char- those characters they had on there, Mark Alford and some of those guys. 
They were peaceful. They gave me encouragement. Yeah. It was like friendly faces. Familiar, yeah. The world's still going on. It, yeah. Things are still happening. And uh, and then she'd show up. She'd get one of the kids to bring her over. And yeah. and uh, that meant everything to me, just yeah. to see the faces and stuff. And uh, Oh, yeah. But to get to come home, too, that was the biggest part, just to get to come home. And, but I don't know. Pammy, that was just... Yeah. When I lost the kidney to cancer, that was scary too. But it wasn't as many days. It was we found out quicker on that. And God gets a, he will he is there. It doesn't mean you won't go through hard things. He doesn't give you more than you can handle. Whoa! But he and gets close. <laughs> I questioned that. Yeah, we yeah. questioned that because, but he definitely gets you through it. And uh, and it's like. What was that movie we were watching? And it was God allows you. You're like a father, and you're a little girl next to you, and she falls down and gets hurt, but He's there to pick you up and keep leading you down. And it's a simple analogy, but you, you yeah. understand what He's saying. He's there, walking yes. beside you the whole time, and just it it helps. It has to help. And uh, that's awesome. Guys. Goodness, I just uh, I'm so grateful. It's like this is what I'd like to happen. But I know that it might not. <laughs> and that's okay to tell and, him. Yeah. Whatever your will, but here's the way I'd like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what Jesus did in the garden. He said, if now, this cup I will, yeah. could pass from me. Right. He asked, is there another way? <laughs> I think he knew the answer before he even asked it, yeah. but he still asked and stuff. And uh, You know, so cool. I just, right before this last three minute kind of shift i was just getting ready to ask you through all this stuff if you could speak wisdom to a couple in their 30s or 40s who are either about to go through something or really going through something hard what would be the big things and you guys just naturally in the last five minutes started doing that you you twice have said steve he's with you he doesn't give you more than you can handle and you started to draw out these truths and that's what i love about doing this with you guys because us younger folks we need to hear yeah we know the bible's true we need to read, read scripture that's where it all starts but these words in this jesus he he's not just a two thousand year old jesus he's here he's now we can get on the frequency of heaven and hear him we can hear proverbs 3 5 and 6 we can hear that he doesn't give us more than we can handle and he can get us through anything you know i think it, i realized it too he could have took me home then too mm -hmm. He could have took me home, and my family would have been sad, and yeah. there would have been a lot of sadness. But I would have known where he was. Yeah, but but I, yeah. I started to say, but that's where yeah. you hope you've shared your faith enough. They know he's okay, and we're going to be okay and stuff. And because uh, that someday that'll probably happen. And stuff. We don't know when, you know. Yeah. Maybe I'll get to see Patrick win a couple more Super Bowls. <laughs> I don't know. I, it'd be fun, for sure. Uh, maybe, you know, the fact, I'll be one of the biggest miracles I'm seeing in my life after what we've experienced together, though, is the fact she's still walking. Amen. Amen. 30-some years ago. Wow. I'm sorry, I'm going to lose it because wow. I didn't know she'd still be walking today, and Hallelujah. I'm so grateful. That's why I... God Hallelujah. is so good. He is so good. And he makes you appreciate those things. And uh, 
and he's there for us. He's always there for us. And that's what we try to be for our kids, don't we? We try to be there for the kids. Well, God's always there for us. He's always there. Yeah, and, uh, he's the heart of the Father. And uh, my gosh, yeah, that's beautiful. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. And you know, I want to conclude with this. I, uh, I also, even when we were talking before, I hit record here, and you guys were just kind of going over some of these things, and all throughout this, isn't it true? Uh, the great shepherd psalm, Psalm 23, that very last verse, surely goodness yes, and, and mercy, mercy will follow, follow me, me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Yeah, that's just, uh, that's, that's, boy, that's, if, that's, if there's not one verse that can give you comfort, that one, <laughs> that, that psalm can do it better than any of them and stuff. Amen. And, uh, you use that at the funeral we were at the other day, and oh, I mean, yeah. it just—it's just, it's just a natural for a, you know. It's just... But there's potholes out there, and we're yes. still falling them. Yeah. You gotta get back up. And keep yeah. going. Your attitude determines your altitude. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for being on, and thanks, thank you everyone for listening. This has been the Frequency of Heaven podcast. God bless you and keep you. I'm going to pray for you as listeners, and then we're going to say goodbye. Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone who's tuning in. Lord, you know how to take this message and speak life, speak peace, and speak grace right to what they need. And Father, I ask that you would do that. I ask that you would help us to get more and more on the frequency of heaven. Lord of the harvest, continue to raise up more and more workers for your harvest field because we know what they knew at Promise Keepers, what Steve is just mentioning. There's work for us to do. We're here for a reason, to let people know about Jesus. So keep using us to be a light and to bring in that harvest, to be on your frequency and bless every one of these listeners. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Pam and Steve say goodbye with me. Goodbye. Oh, goodbye, everybody. God bless you. On the frequency of heaven, I want to be on the frequency of Christ. I